This is To Dare is Human with your host, Adam Connor. Hey there, welcome back to the show. I'm Adam Connor, and this is To Dare is Human, a podcast documenting leaps of faith and jumps into passions. If you're new to the show, I encourage you to go back after this and listen to the last episode with Kelly Roach, NFL cheerleader turned CEO. That's episode number 45 and a great one. If you've only got time for one episode today, then here's the concept. In this podcast, I dissect what I call the dare. The conscious choice to jump into what you love in the face of a more secure bet. Could be a job, could be a different geography, could be schooling, etc. Today, I want to talk about motivation, specifically all of these sources of motivation that you see online. Of course, as part of this show, I've developed my Instagram, at ToDareIsHuman, to share pieces of my story within the motivational quotes I post just about every day. And I've been grateful to grow that page to just over 2,100 followers who are able to see a piece of my story every day. By the way, if you'd like to be a part of that, go over there and follow. I just figure I'd plug the page real quick while I'm talking about it. Now, 2,100 followers is okay, but how about over half a million? That'd be pretty great, right? Well, today I've got the story of someone who has done just that in this niche. Trevor Oldham is the co-founder of Become the Lion, the world's leading platform for changing your mindset from I can't do it, I'm giving up, to I will become the strongest version of myself now. Not next week, next year, but today. The goal ultimately is to become the world's premier source of inspiration and expansion of the mind when it comes to success in business. I chatted with Trevor to hear more about this story from his early entrepreneurial days to today. And by the way, even today is the early days for him because he's barely 20. So he's getting it done young. So now, without further ado, here is that story from the founder of top motivational platform, Become the Lion, Trevor Oldham. I wanted to start off by talking about the start of this journey, which as I may have said on this show before, as you may have heard, took me two and a half years from the time I graduated to the time I actually released the first episode, built the social media, did the website, all of that. I was 24 at the time, about to turn 25, and I thought that the first half of my 20s hadn't been fulfilling in this particular passion, the passion for presentation. And back then I even had an urge to do that kind of thing, but I didn't feel motivated enough. And more importantly, I felt myself that I was too young to be considered a thought partner with any influencer that would have me that would allow me to build a following like my guest today. Meet Trevor Oldham from the Cape Cod area who has managed to build up a frankly ridiculous social media following through being the CEO and founder of Become the Lion, the go-to source for all sorts of motivational content and we'll get into all sorts of things related to that, Uh, but to date has developed across platforms uh, well over half a million followers and at the ripe old age at the time that we first connected of 20. Now, are you 21 or are you still 20, Trevor? I'm still 20. I have probably... Six, seven months to go. Okay. So very early into the the 20s, Trevor has uh, really amassed this. And I wanted to bring him on the show to talk about a couple of things. Obviously, the rise of Become the Line, the rise of this idea, uh, the rise of his podcast and all that sort of thing, but also how he did not find the same constraint that I found, how he was able at a very young age to build a following very quickly and get in front of the influencers that I so craved to get in front of myself. But first, I'll start off by saying, Trevor, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate you letting me, you know, and giving me the opportunity to speak with your audience. I'm, you know, I'm really excited about it. 
Now, I was pretty surprised that you got in contact with me because I'm not uh, one of the biggest players out there, and that seems to be those who you fraternize with these days. But I want to turn back the clocks a little bit, and I know you're just the ripe uh, ripe old age of 20, but I want to jump back to the very beginning of this story because I want to know how somebody went from zero to over, I think it's over 560,000 in my math's correct as of today, followers across social media with this, I think was a pretty basic premise of just like motivating and delivering daily content uh, in that niche. But basically what gave you the idea that you wanted to start anything in this realm at all? So to begin, you know, I have to look back on entrepreneurship and I think it's something that's always been in me. You know, growing up, I used to sell baseball cards. I used to try to mow people's lawns. I would buy and resell at Hardy Clothing. I would, you know, do the lemonade stand, all that sort of stuff, you know, as entrepreneurs, as you're growing up, you know, just little things like that, trying to make money on my own. Also, because I'm like 10 years old and no one can really hire me, you know, so I'm just trying to make money on my own. And so I never knew anything called entrepreneurship. Long story short, you know, as you get older, you start to have responsibilities. With responsibilities came having a car. Obviously, with a car, you know, stuff happens to it. You have to put money into it, you know, even, you know, put gas in it. So I had to go out and I got a real job and I worked, er, not a real job, I worked at a retail sports store, worked there six months and got a nine cent raise. And I realized, like, all right, this is not for me. I dislike the job to begin with, nine cent raise over six months, really told them how much value I was bringing to them or what they saw of me. So I knew that there had to be another way out. And I watched the movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. And I, that was the first time, you know, I grew up in middle class household, saw how he was living in an affluent how he was being affluent and wealthy. And I was like, well, you know, why can't I live something like that? Why can't I, you know, live the way that he's living? Went out, bought books on investing, realized that investing takes a lot of time. It's not as easy as a lot of people make it out to be. As some people, you know, it's more than just day trading. There's all these different strategies. And I didn't have the money at the time. So I was like, all right, you know, I have a few hundred dollars right now. I want to do something with it. And I came across a book I think there's the differences between the upper middle and lower class. And one of the things it mentioned was to start a company. And obviously this is at a time, I think I'm pretty sure this is the middle of my senior year. So I was 17, 18 at this time. And I came across this website called Alibaba and AliExpress. on Alibaba. You can buy essentially bulk items from China. Then I've ended up buying phone cases. I bought 50 phone cases, relatively cheap. It was like $84. Come to find out that when you buy name brand products from a Chinese website, odds are they're going to be knockoffs. They were knockoffs. So, you know, I had to figure out something else. And being from the Cape Cod area, like you mentioned before, I found these really nice nautical themed bracelets and watches. I The bracelets were 99 cents. I believe the watches were $1.94. I sold them on a website called Trevor James Products. And I sold the watches for, I think, $22.99 and the bracelets for $18.99. So I had really good margins there. And they were selling pretty they're doing really good. And that was like really my first taste into entrepreneurship, you know, making a good amount of money. And this really took off as I was a freshman. I started off as a freshman in college is when the business started to do good. But then I started to look around and I said, wait a sec, you know, so I was president of the entrepreneurship club. I was a VP of the marketing club. And I noticed like these kids just aren't just not that they don't necessarily know how to start a business. They're just kind of lost. And I was like, wait a second, I want to be the guiding light for those other kids out there who want to go out and start a business. But they might say, oh, I'm too young or I don't know how to do it. And I said, I want to prove to all these kids, especially my age who I was going to school with, that it doesn't matter your age, that you can go out and you can start something bigger than yourself. So this is when I had the idea for Become the Lion. I think this was probably in November of 
2015 and didn't launch the company until I think January 1st, 2016. So this idea for Become a Lion was formulating and it just initially the thing was just to motivate others and essentially I just played it off my age and saying, all right, I'm young. I want to prove to others that they can start a company no matter what type of company it is and be able to have an impact on the world. Got it. So you, I mean, obviously, and you know, we talk about these days, Alibaba, AliExpress, dropshipping is sort of a very sexy term in the online entrepreneurship, affiliate marketing, Amazon FBA, all of this stuff. We have another person this season who's being featured, who's done very well in that. And it sounds like you did as well, but you, you have this, despite all of that success, right? As I'm sure it was lucrative. You have a higher calling, it seems almost at this point. You want to show other people and teach this value and not necessarily teaching them the value of going and buying nautical themed bracelets on Aliexpress, but rather the value of building something from the ground up and proving that like it does not matter. People will forgive you for everything as long as I guess content and delivery and the value is there. Why Lion? So the Lion for me meant something that, you know, a lion is top of the kingdom, and I believe that we should all be the top of whatever area in our life, you know, whether a job that might be, whether if that's family, we all want to strive to be at the top, and the lion is just the top of the kingdom. He's fierce, he's brave, he's courageous. You know, he has all these traits that I believe that we as men and even women should all cultivate in our life, and that's just like become the lion, just like I know that's just like popped out to me, and that's just kind of how it started. And let's talk about how it started. So you basically, you set up some pages on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and you start a website and become the lion. Um, how did you, I mean, cause you were starting literally from zero. We're talking about going from zero to half a million. When you're in that, like maybe zero, how long did it take to get maybe your first hundred or first a thousand? I imagine the growth has been exponential since, but talk about those first maybe month, two months, three months of producing content. Were you seeing the results that you wanted? Was there some persistence that was necessary? What, what was, what was your strategy there? Yeah. So initially in the beginning, we thought, let's just do Instagram. And that was just, we had, no, this is before, I, I think we had the domain, but we didn't do anything with the website. This is before the podcast. So initially just, let's just do Instagram. And about three to four, four, maybe five months in, we realized like, wait a sec, you know, if you look at, you know, Uber, if you look at Airbnb, they're disrupting those industries. What if something comes along and then ends up disrupting Instagram? You know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's a possibility that it could happen someday. And what happens if we built our entire company just using Instagram? So then we looked into exploring Facebook and Twitter and a little bit of Pinterest. And I just noticed that for us, you know, Instagram became a saturated market really quickly because there's so many different motivational accounts. But when you're looking at Facebook and Twitter, that's just where so much of our growth came from, especially on Facebook, because I think there's maybe only there's only a handful, maybe 10 other motivational pages on Facebook. And that's just where we really started to put our focus into. But getting, you know, especially on Instagram, probably the first two or three months, that was really that was really tough. And if I could go back and I could show you the posts that we made, they're just absolutely, you know, terrible. But what the thing is that we did is that we continue to persist and the biggest thing that we did for us at the company was we reached out to the top people. We reached out to some of the top pages that had 200,000 followers or 500,000 followers. I mean, we would ask them and be like, "Hey, you know, do you mind sharing us some advice?" And we like, we didn't mind. I we didn't mind paying them, you know, for their advice. You know, we pay them 50 to 100 dollars, and they say, "All right, this is you know the apps that we use. These are the hashtags that we use. This is how we've grown." Oh, you know. 
we'll connect you with these other people. So we really paid for some of the advice that was going to help us on Instagram. And that was just like, I can't tell you like how much that helped us out. Because think about it, when you're taking someone who has 200,000 followers and this is at a point where we have 10, 15,000 followers, they're going to know a lot more than we have. And the mistakes that we would make trying to get to where they are, it was just so helpful just to reach out to those people. Obviously not everyone's going to be, you know, nice. We know we've had some people that were not so nice when we asked them for their help, but people want to help you. And you just have to go out there and ask them for it. So you went out and you sought mentors, teachers. I think this is sort of the next step that any successful entrepreneur will tell you is that, you know, not only to surround yourself with good people, but uh, you have to diversify, you have to uh, find a niche, you have to find a mentor. So you do that. And I'm assuming that you know, you spend fifteen hundred bucks, whatever the level of investment was. Clearly, it's it's provided a ton in terms of ROI. But you start to you start to ramp now. What what other things were you doing at the same time? Because I mean, I'm I'm guessing from the very beginning, the become the lion was not something that was taking up a, a a terribly large amount of your time, right? Yeah. So because so while I was doing become the lion, I'm also in college. So I'm a full time college student. It's just at this point, I have two years left. So it's just something I was I'm going through. And this was at a time where. I was still in college, so Become a Lion wasn't as big, so it never came into the consideration of, you know, maybe dropping out and taking a few years off. Now I've just decided to stick through it. But I was going to school full time while doing Become a Lion. So that was that was just that was one of those things where it was pretty much on Friday and Saturday nights when my friends would be going out and partying or on Sundays when they'd be watching football, I had to be working on Become a Lion trying to grow the company. I had to make those sacrifices that I mean, did I like making the sacrifices? <laughs> Not necessarily. You know, I'd rather be out hanging out with my friends on Friday, Saturday night. But I saw the value in the company. And I knew that the work that I was putting in it was going to be worth it in the long run. And you go from a couple of thousand followers, 15,000 followers at the time that you make that investment and some advice to 25 and 50 and 100,000 and 250,000. With that scaling that has come in, and by the way, how long have you been in the game now with Become the Lion? So, we, so we're so we probably about a year and year and a half, a little bit more than a year and a half. So we launched, so the idea for the company, November 2015, launched on January 1st, 2016. Okay, so from January 1st, 2016 to now, you, you've grown incredibly. The, the scale is, is rapid. I know that when we spoke earlier this year, the, the figure was somewhere around 450. Now it's up to, like I said, just over 560,000 followers. With that scale, what, what have you seen as um, sort of new challenges that have cropped up? Uh, and how have you been able to manage time such that you are not giving an exponential amount of your time towards curating a following that is exponentially growing? I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is trying to trying to get a handle, because the thing is when you have such a, when we have such a big following, you notice that you know you try to create content that's not going to irritate a lot of people. You know when you mentioned you know how we have over five hundred thousand followers, the biggest thing is you might put out a piece out there that you know gets a lot of people angry. So the biggest challenge for us is trying to find out and go out and create content that obviously not everyone is going to like it. But you know creating content that the majority of our fans are going to like and listening to our audience because you know if I put out a request and I say oh what do you need help with. We'll get, you know, we'll get a list of two or three hundred comments, and it's like, all right, you know, how do I go out and help these people, you know, with all these different requests that they're having? So it's really trying to figure out, all right, we we should focus in maybe these five to ten areas instead of, you know, spreading ourselves thin and helping and motivating people in all twenty different areas. So the biggest thing has just been trying to knock it down to a few sort of different type of niches in which we want to attack, you know, mindset, you know, relationships, health, 
business and all these little niches inside. So we've really been trying to go after that and just try to sort it down. Because in the beginning, it was like, all right, let's just do Become a Lion. And it was just a free fall, you know, pretty much wherever it went, it went. And then it was like, all right, now we have this huge following. Let's just focus in on these one couple of areas. And let's say we lose 20,000, 25,000 fans. It's going to be worth it in the long run because those people weren't going to buy what we want to sell at all. So, like, what's the point of having them? So the big thing was also just, all right, we have these fans. Now it's really just put out content for these type of people. And if these other people don't like it, then, you know, whatever, it's going to be all right. And that was just a big learning curve that we had to overcome as well. You can't please everybody, I guess. And, uh, you know, in some cases with the scale that you get, um, maybe you don't want to. Uh, but obviously, you know, with time, you've been able to, to, to grow this massive following across lots of platforms. And actually, it's the next thing I want to talk about because you talk about diversifying. You talk about going on the different platforms. What if Instagram goes under? We, we don't know that it ever will, but it caused you to develop a presence across other sorts of platforms and do other sorts of things, the podcast, other services that you are, that you're bringing into the market. I guess with an eye on the remainder of 2017 here, or maybe just the future of Become the Lion, regardless of the year, what would you say are some of the priorities? for you what, what what's next on the horizon for the lion so the next thing is obviously we so when we first started the company honestly we put all of our energy into figuring out social media figuring out how to grow the following and over the last pretty much the last six months now it's been figuring out how to monetize the audience in which we've had so the big thing is what we're looking for towards the future is all right you know we have this large following yes we're monetizing it but how can we monetize it better you know should we go out and listen to our audience and go out and start, you know, a group where a Facebook group where you have a recurring revenue, you know, of some sort of money? Should we go out and write a book? Should we go out and create, you know, a type of course? So right now we're really trying to get feedback from our audience to really figure out what they want. Because I know for us, like in the beginning, I would go out and I would create a course that I thought our audience would like. And then, you know, creating an online course takes a long amount of time. You know, one course took me five weeks. I took so I created a course on podcasting. And it took me a long time, five weeks, you know, tons and tons of different modules, planning, email scripts and everything. And it just didn't, it just didn't sell because that's just not who our audience was. So I had to take a step back and realize, all right, what does our audience want? So that's what we're really trying to figure out is we want to, obviously the following is starting to just grow on its own. It's just kind of like the snowball effect where it's just compiling. So we don't have to necessarily focus on that much anymore. But for the big thing is us just going out. What does our audience want? What type of courses do they want? What type of, would they you know, be happy in a Facebook group? Should we go out and write another book for them? So that's just really on the horizon between now and the end of the year is how can we better monetize the brand, which we have. And to this point, obviously folks have told you plenty of what they want. Uh, why don't you go into a little bit of detail, tell the folks here watching and listening about some of the, the recent happenings that become the line and some of the recent things that you've gotten into. Yeah, definitely. So... I think one of the biggest things that we've done at Become the Lion, so we released our book called The Daily Lion about two, three months ago, and that was a big thing. So if you go on our Instagram, we have about, man, it's, I know it's it's like, it's an absurd amount of posts. I know it's way over a thousand posts. And what we did is under each post we do, uh, we do a paragraph, and that's what we try, we try to make ourselves unique because there's so many different meme pages out there, motivation where people just post the photo with the quote on it and then, you know, as they say, tag your friends or whatnot. And we want it to be different. And that's kind of how we grew such a large following is under each photo, we'd normally put a paragraph, two paragraphs. I think, honestly, in the beginning, we were doing like four or five paragraphs under each photo until Instagram <laughs> Instagram changed their algorithm and 
they changed something with it and you can no longer do four or five paragraphs because it just like looked too scrunched up together. So now we just do a paragraph. So we just took those, we took our top 400 quotes, put them in a book and with the paragraphs underneath, went back, changed the paragraph. So that was something that we worked on for quite a while. And another big thing besides the social media following is the podcast that we have. And doing the podcast, I'm the host of the podcast for Become the Lion. And it's just something that I never thought that I would ever want to do. When I was first starting off in entrepreneurship, I listened to the Startup Pant podcast by Dale Partridge, the Self Made Man by Mike Dillard. I I listened to a bunch of different ones in the beginning. I was like, wow, you know, this is cool how they're talking to these guests. And then Become the Lion came, like this is before even Become the Lion. And once Become the Lion came along, and this is going along with Instagram, realizing, oh, we got to go out and venture out into different platforms. I was like, oh, it would be cool to start a podcast. You know, I had. I have no no skills, you know, whatsoever to start a podcast. I've never done, you know, anything. I've never done interviews or anything. But I was like, hey, you know, this is cool. So I got out a list. I wrote down like 50 people I wanted to get on the podcast. You know, I think one person responded. I think that was Mike Dillard. And Mike Dillard responded. And that was just kind of the start. And so the big thing is just doing the podcast. And I just cannot stress the benefits enough through the podcast, just being able to connect with other people. You know, the way I look at it is, I'll give you an example. I interviewed this guy, Dan Locke. Dan Locke is a high ticket marketer. He sells courses in the thousand dollar ranges. And I had him on the podcast and we spoke for an hour on the podcast. And then he spoke to me for 20 minutes after the podcast on how to better market, become a lion. And I think on his website, he charges, it's either 50 or $75 per minute just to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Hang on a second. You say per minute? Per minute. And I, yeah, per minute. And I, <laughs> I know right? it's like absurd. <laughs> it's absurd. And yet here I am. I can talk to him for almost an hour and a half for free. And he gives me all this advice and I can go back and listen to it again. So the podcast has been so beneficial. And then at the end of our podcast, I always ask the guests, what would they tell someone who's just starting off and going after their dream? And what I want to do is I want to create a book and what each right and just mark down what our guests have said in that book. And my goal is, you know, once I have, once I release a hundred podcasts with a hundred different guests, I think we're in the low sixties right now. And then just release that book. So people can say, all right, this is what, you know, so-and-so said, or, you know, this is what Joel Brown said about going out and starting your dream. That's just a book that I want to go out and create for our audience. That's some of the different things that are happening. Wow. And you know, I, I gotta be honest with you. I was thinking of a, of a, similar thing at one point because I, I asked, in fact, towards the end of every podcast, I think this is probably a good time to do it. I ask everybody the same two questions. And the first is about advice. The first is about pushing somebody off the cliff as safely as possible. And the second is about shameless self-plugging. But I'll start with the first. So say there is somebody out there who, um, let's say they're young, let's say they're in college, halfway through college, freshman, whatever. And they feel locked in by their relative juniority. They they don't believe that I'm just like some 19-year-old kid. I'm never going to be able to get in front of, you know, whoever. Um, enter, you know, mentor here. Um, I'm never going to be able to build a following. Like, I'm going to have to give it a little while. It's going to take too much time. Like, I just, I don't want to put the effort in or there's just too much against me. I'm risk averse. I'm not going to do it. Or maybe they're waffling. Maybe there are ones I'm like, ah, maybe I could, but there's also this other thing. They think there's trade-offs. What would you, in the middle of all that wishy-washy crap, like what would you say to that person or share with them that would push them over the edge? So I'm almost turning this question that you asked other people uh, back on you, but in an advice way, not like what they thought. But what would you say to that person? I think the biggest thing that I can say 
is to start and i know that a lot of people might say oh you know just it sound it sounds so it sounds so easy sounds so cliche but that's just the biggest thing for me is sometimes it's worked sometimes it hasn't worked you know i've had these ideas for different business ventures which i've gone off and they failed completely but at least i don't have to look back and be like oh like i wondered what if that has started that company i've had encountered you know so many different failures and then you know even become aligned with the other companies that i started previously I've encountered, you know, there's going to be negative people that happen. I've had friends make fun of me. I've had family make fun of me. And I think this, a lot of this holds people back. I've had, I think I've, I've received one or two death threats from people. And, I, you know, I think I'm a, De- death threats. You're just trying to motivate people to make them happy. What the hell? I just try to tell people, you know, the hardest thing is just starting. And you might have these ideas, you know, what happens if I fail? What will my friends think of me? I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, Let's say you have these thoughts, ideas from a month from now, but let's say during that month you actually put in some work. Well, now you're going to be further ahead. So it's not like if you're going out and you're starting a company, and I know the biggest thing for me when I was starting off was I would see, you know, especially for the podcast, I would see someone like John Lee doing with Sue gets thousands and thousands of listens every single day. I'd be like, oh, like, why can't I be like him? Well, you have to think like John was just a podcaster starting off on his own. Everyone started somewhere like you, you know, whatever company you're going to, the top leader in that started off just like you. So the biggest thing for, I tell, try to tell people is just to start. And it seems simple, but you just have to push yourself. You just have to overcome any of the limitations that you may be thinking because the hardest part I know in anything is just getting started. That's an interesting thing. I think a lot of people just say just, just do it, but I think maybe that's more of a complete sentence. Just start it perhaps is more... Uh, is a is a smaller ledge to climb up onto, but um, I appreciate that context. I, uh, I have a bunch of personal questions for you, but I I think we'll we'll, we'll hold that uh, for now. And for now, I want people to be able to say like, who is this guy? What's this become the line thing? What assuming they haven't seen it, as statistically, you know, they probably have. But where can they find you? Where can they find all the stuff related to become the line? Yeah, definitely. So on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, website. If you go to search become the line. You'll find it if you're trying to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram. It's Trevor Oldham. That's T-R-E-B-O-R. And then O-L-D-H-M. Same thing on Facebook as well. Trevor Oldham, CEO and founder of Become the Lion. Check him out on all social media profiles. Check out uh, the past and upcoming books. Check out the courses. Check out out the podcast. Check out everything. uh, And you'll be impressed by what you see, I guarantee. Trevor Oldham, thanks very much for being on the show. Thank you. BecomeTheLion.com Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at BecomeTheLion. Go check it out and you can join the following of over half a million taking in Trevor's messages every day. Trevor, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. It was a pleasure to learn from you and I hope I can build a following just like yours. To hear more from this program and to keep up to date, head over to the Podcasts app or wherever you listen and subscribe to the show. And if you have time while you're at it, leave me a review and a rating as well. I'd really appreciate that. I just had a new one come in this past week and I posted it up on that 2100 follower Instagram and I'll continue to do that with every great review that I see. So I'd appreciate it if you like what you hear to let me know and show some social proof. Elsewhere, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at TodareIsHuman. And of course, the website, TodareIsHuman.com, is the place where I aggregate everything. And take your written or voice-recorded suggestions for new content, connections to new guests, and overall feedback from me. 
All right, I'll be back again next week with another great story to be shared, another great dare to be divulged. And until then, I've been your host, Adam Connor. Thanks so much for listening, and you'll hear from me again next week. Like what you hear? Stay up to date with To Dare is Human by subscribing and following across social media. And until next time, keep daring.